You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Changing gears a little bit, kind of, because we, we, we teased this. Daniil Hunter, yesterday Ian Rappaport <clears throat> came out with a report. Um, you know, the Vikings haven't been able to strike a deal with Daniel Hunter yet, obviously. Um, he, he even mentioned they, they tried another Band-Aid deal, which is basically like, look, take something without a lot of term right now and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it for you next year, um, which is exactly what Daniel Hunter did last year, and now he's in this situation again. So if the Vikings truly tried to offer Daniel Hunter another Band-Aid deal, I can see why that's obviously not working. Um, because if you're Daniel Hunter, you're 28, you've suffered two major injuries in your career. You were still pretty productive last year. I think top 10 in, in pressure rate. And you don't want to have to go through the song and dance every off season of, am I going to have any sort of financial security long-term? Am I going to have any sort of term on my contract? So I don't have to deal with this contract talk every single off season, which is what he's had to do for the past three or four off seasons. So if the Vikings truly offered Daniel Hunter and his camp a Band-Aid deal, I think that's a way to sour the relationship right now. I, I don't know for sure that that's the case, but that, you know, he, Ian Rappaport in his television hit yesterday mentioned those three words, so Band-Aid deal. In that same breath, he also mentioned, obviously the Vikings have not been able to work anything out. Because of that, the nature of the NFL, teams come calling. Okay, so you haven't worked anything out with Daniel Hunter yet. A GM picks up the phone, calls Quasey, and and says, "All right, what's the deal? Can we can we make something happen?" The fact that the Vikings are answering those calls and and seriously considering them, again, per Ian Rappaport, feels somewhat significant. Um, it's it's not like an immediate hang up. Um, I feel like if it was, that's not something that he would have even reported. If it was something where the Vikings were very adamant on. We're not trading this guy. We're going to work something out long-term. This report wouldn't have even come out. So the fact that they're answering the calls, the fact that they're fielding them, uh, the fact that they are at least seemingly so considering trading Daniel Hunter at some point feels significant to me. Um, it feels like it feels like kind of a dangerous thing to do because I think even though he's been injury-prone at times throughout his career, he showed last year, especially how he finished down the stretch, that, that he can still be a, a top-tier pass rusher in the league. And having a guy like Brian Flores, I think you'd want a guy with the Neil Hunter's talent. Obviously, if it's not going to work out, you have to cut bait and, and get what you can for him. I just – I'm curious what, like, what is the right haul? Because to me – you're not trading Daniel Hunter for, for a fifth round pick like you did. Today. So yeah, yeah. You're not trading, you know, Daniel Hunter for whatever you can get like a bag of footballs. Like I think the Vikings would take that for Dalvin cook at this point, um, just to save the money. What's a, what is even a realistic thing to trade Daniel Hunter for? Cause I think it has to be a haul. I think you have to start with the first round pick. And I honestly don't think anyone's giving that for him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at this point, like, if you're getting to the point where you're trading Daniel Hunter, they know it's not like at a surplus. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's not as though like he can, he's an expendable player. Um, and I, I mean, I guess you consider it just because like the Vikings would consider like a, because they, they basically didn't draft anyone last year. Um, having said that, it's just like the player that you try to get in the draft 
is Daniil Hunter. You know, obviously a younger version and a cheaper version, but from Hunter's standpoint, obviously won't take the one-year deal. And I don't think this is cousins to me looked like he was trying to take care of himself basically through the end of his career that's kind of what he wanted um after forever franchise tag and one-year deals are kind of short-term deals and with hunter it's like you're just if you get injured then you're just running out of possibilities right you talk about him being 28 you get you know injured and then people start going how much am i investing a 30 year old player he probably wants something like three years there might be like an option at the end depending kind of who has the leverage and what you can figure out but like we've seen this before right where like a superstar player as they get on the wrong side of 30 uh the production drops he wants to make sure he's secured into that and probably giving himself maybe an opportunity at 31 going to the age 32 season that like someone will splurge right because someone will take a risk on a guy with his track record again assuming he's productive and healthy um so just i i just don't see it and it's out of necessity i just don't think there's a world in which hunter her's representation says yeah yeah the smart thing to do here is to is to just do a bridge deal band-aid or whatever so um again the hope we always say this with jefferson but the hope is that like the vikings had a concrete plan here um that they prioritize this as soon as justin jefferson is taken care of um and that they keep him here even with the injury risk even with the cap situation even though you may overpay for a player like that um just because, again, I don't know what their other option is. So other GMs are smart. Obviously, you call and figure it out. You guys are looking for a deal at any time. But this is not – I'm sure I'm sure like this is disruptive in some capacity just because it's not as clear-cut. It's obvious why like Jefferson's not there. It's maybe a little less clear-cut with, with Hunter. But um, I got the impression of Zedary Smith if like – he wasn't disruptive in the locker room. He probably doesn't get traded. You know what I mean? And so like, obviously, and you just can't do this with two guys. You can't ship these two guys out and just assume that like Flores will take care of things. Um, so in my mind, you know, as much as we talk about Jefferson's a franchise, you have to take care of him first. As soon as that deal gets done, assuming it does, like this is going to feel like red alert. Like where's the hunter deal? Um, and so I think like, again, it's just a matter of perspective. Justin Jefferson's just that special under normal circumstances. This probably would be the biggest story for sure. Um, 